0: rumcasters and welcome back to the final episode of 2020 for the rumcast this year this is john we made it yes we're we're through it uh will uh how's it going and uh, how's everything uh, uh down on your end at the end of the year
1: it's great um you know we're recording this the saturday before christmas i think if all goes according to plan people will be listening to this the week after christmas so we really wanted to kind of like put a bow on <laughs> on, t- on 2020 which feels odd to say uh, but yeah just kind of a look back at the year our year in rum so to speak yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think you kind of threw out the idea a couple months back of doing some sort of year in review episode. And just talk about, you know, put together some categories, not exactly like an awards show or anything like that, but just sort of like some of our personal favorite rums that we got to experience in 2020. So I've really been looking forward to this. We've both like we came up with some categories in advance and we both kind of independently went to work on preparing our responses to them. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what your answers are going to be and you don't know what mine are going to be. So I think it's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to do this, too. I mean, uh, I think by most people's standards, it's been a, a pretty crap year <laughs> overall. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say this, um, getting to do this podcast with you, Will, uh, has been a great thing this year, and it's really helped to keep me sane throughout 2020, and I, I hope maybe we've been able to help uh, keep uh, some other people who love rum sane, too, by doing this. That's. Um, it's
1: actually, you bring that up, it makes me think of, like, there are podcasts that I listen to that, like, you know, when... you comfort. Yeah, yeah exactly it's like a comfort listen it's like a consistent thing yeah and yeah like if there's just one person out there that feels that way about this podcast that would that like that would be awesome fit. so yeah but yeah no it's been the same for me like just having kind of an outlet and someone to talk about rum with and mm-hmm. um, be able to I mean you know part of the whole goal of the podcast was not just us talking about rum but like Bring people who are actively influencing the rum world, making the rums that we love to drink in some way, bringing those people on here and getting, you know, more of their knowledge, more of their stories out there into the world. And we there's there's a lot more we have planned and in the works, but uh, we, we definitely had some some great interviews and conversations this year. So it's been a fun year in that respect.
0: Yeah, and in addition to the uh, rum categories that we wanted to talk about, we also put some categories in there talking about some of our favorite moments on the podcast this year. And, that's right. And I think that will be good to talk through. A um, few moments
1: that happened before the recording
0: started. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think that's going to be fun and, and special to talk about. Uh, before we get started with that, though, Will, mm-hmm. I have cooked up a special treat for us to kick off this episode with. A special so, treat? Yes, uh, we always tend to put the rapid fire rounds or we always do put the rapid fire rounds at the end of our episodes for good reason, I think. But I think it's high time that we put one up front and get us started on the right foot here uh, coming into 2021. So... We're turning
1: the episode on its head. We're throwing yeah. some curveballs, <laughs> keeping keeping everyone on their toes. Yes, I love it.
0: So what I did was uh, I just put a bunch of the best of together and created this, uh, I guess we'd call it a super cut rapid fire round for us to listen to here.
1: I love a super cut. So just to clarify if this is your first time listening to the rum cast uh you know what john is talking about is at the end of every interview we put the guests through a you know slightly silly but fun segment in which john prepares some off the wall rapid fire questions some that are rum related some that are not and they have you know they're just trying to get through as many as possible in one minute so yeah. this is the as john said the ultimate the super cut compilation Rumpcast cast rapid fire. I'm really, I haven't heard this yet. So I knew you were working on it, but I have not heard it. So I'm very excited. All right, here we go. Here it is. All right, I've got a
0: minute on the clock and go. All right, neat or on the rocks? Neat. Rocks. On the rough. Neat. Column, pot, or blend? Oh, blend, come on.
1: <laughs> oh, come on, dude, pot.
0: <laughs> well, that's a tough one.
1: I'd say blend. Pot. <laughs> all, all of the above, but I'll have to pick uh, columns
0: that's Scrander's than Favorite rum mixed drink? Mai Tai, hands down. Rum sour, pina colada. Daiquiri. Your personal favorite Exceptional Cast Series release? The next one. <laughs> Good answer. All right, Star Wars original trilogy, prequels, or new trilogy? Um, Rogue One. <laughs> okay, I like it. Nintendo, Xbox, or PlayStation? Dude, I'm old school, man, Nintendo. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's right. Marvel or DC? DC. Okay. Woo.
1: I know. Right. Don't. I'm gonna be in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> MIT, Cambridge, or Harvard? Who has the best on-campus pub? Oh, Cambridge. Indiana Jones or Lara Croft? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. Alright, who's the best college football team in Florida? University of Florida Gators. Nope, I'm sorry, that was wrong. It should be University of Miami. I'm Next. pretty sure that uh, is incorrect from your end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to spoil it, but Alabama's better than both of them, so. What's place or country makes the best rum in the world? I'm not gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you resentful that Gosling's rum used a seal as their mascot before you ever had a chance to? No. <laughs> Okay, be honest. How often do you get Katy Perry's fan mail? Uh... (laughs) Holmes Key or Katy Holmes? That's
1: tough.
0: There is a U.S. video game company called Electronic Arts that has a famous catchphrase for (laughs) sports games, and it goes like this, E.A. Sports. It's in the game. How would you all feel about using E.A. Sheer? It's in the blend. (laughs) Have you considered Florida Rum Society branded underwear yet? No, but I like that idea. (laughs) Would you rather catch a Grander Marlin or sell 1,000 bottles of Grander rum?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sell 1,000 bottles of Grander (laughs) rum.
0: All right. Generally, people drink coffee in the morning and rum in the evening. At what hour of the day does one stop drinking coffee and start drinking rum? Mm, I'd say 10 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. You grew up on the West Coast and now you're on the East Coast. Is it East Coast or West Coast? East Coast.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) No hesitation.
0: (laughs) At the risk of stretching the metaphor a bit too far, since you're the minister of rum, do you view yourself more as the John the Baptist of rum, the Billy Graham of rum, or the Martin Luther of rum? Uh, probably Martin Luther, I'm more honest. <laughs> yeah, the internet says it's illegal in Australia to force a kangaroo to drink more than six beers. In your experience, would you have to force a kangaroo to drink Binley, or would they do it willingly? Oh, absolutely you do it willingly. <laughs> is there any truth to the rumor that there exists an inner inner circle rum that's even more difficult to get than inner circle rum is? <laughs> It's who you know, it's not what you that. All right. Favorite Disney song to belt out in public?
1: Uh the little mermaid one.
0: Under the sea? Yes.
1: No, not under no. the sea. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? <laughs> there it
0: <laughs> there is. There we go. Yes. <laughs> is there anyone out there who in your mind is totally not worthy of drinking Worthy Park? Ah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> A wise decision. Is the four digit code to unlock your phone the numbers ten one? <laughs> It's not, but it should be. I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity there. It's a huge huge miss. A huge miss on the brand. A huge miss on the brand. Alright. A rum brand comes to you and says they want to create a brand called Trader J's Cocoa Rules Coconut Rum. Are you in or are you out? You're killing me. True or false, the HMS before the names of the Admiral Rodney releases actually stands for Holy Moly Stromboli. Yes, true. (laughs) If someone overheard a person incorrectly saying that Grander had additives, are we allowed to call that Grander Slander? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, good. Amy Poehler calls you and asks you if you would be down for a collaboration called Worthy Parks and Recreation. Are you in or out? Fuck yeah, I'm in, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, there you my have God. it. It's amazing. It, I, you know, I'd heard all of those before, but you know, they, they, some of them it's, it's like experiencing for the first time again. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but you like, you put all the energy into that segment. You prep the questions in advance. And like, I usually see them maybe like a couple of hours before we record. And there's yeah. always a moment. There's always at least one question where I'm like, Oh my God, I have no idea how this person's <laughs> going to react to that. And, all like without fail every time like it's always a great reaction which i think shows like even if people go back and listen through those i, I think if if you're really into ram if you follow the podcast you'll know which yeah. each response came from but um, for those who didn't catch it all, we made uh, or I should say John made Richard Seal laugh with a question about ha. whether he was mad that Gosling used a seal mascot before he could. which, yeah, <laughs> when I saw that question and that we were posing it to Richard Seal, I didn't know if he would just immediately hang the phone up. Um, or but he laughed. So it just goes to show the talent that I think you have. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, how you top those questions in 2021. The, the, actually, the prospect of you trying to top them frightens me a little bit. Yeah. But I'm, I can't wait. That, that was great.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I have to give you credit, Will, too, because although it's only usually a few hours you see them, there's usually this moment where I'm like, oh, God, is this a really bad idea? Is this a really bad <laughs> idea? So I, when I give them to you, I expect you to kind of look at them and be like, hmm. No, that one's not going to fly, which you've done a couple of times, but to your credit have held on most of the time and it's worked out uh, most of it. and, And I think we've just just having fun showing people's personality. Uh, which I love to do, and I love to mix in a little bit of the serious questions in there too. So yeah, when you go back and listen, I think it catches people off guard and they they answer more honestly. So that's always one of my goals. So I I love the segment. I'm super glad we're getting a chance to do it, and we will definitely be doing more in 2021.
1: It it goes to show the benefits of uh, partnerships because it's the kind of idea that I would have been way too anxious and scared to try on my own i never would have done it um you jumped right in with both feet and it's it's great so i love it every
0: episode so, Will, uh, another thing that uh, we wanted to go over was we had a listener uh, that commented on our Instagram account asking for data from the, the rapid fire questions. This, this is like
1: the most, the most rum nerd thing ever. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, the, it's like <laughs> you know, I want to know, you know, like what's still like what yeast strain, like the fermentation time. Like n- now they're coming to the podcast and being like, hey, we've got to get the data. We've got we to get, yeah. we get the full transparency on all the stats for the rapid fire segment. So I love it. This is I was
0: surprised. Yes, as well, but I figured we better deliver uh, if we (laughs) we were asked to do this. So I will go through some of this really quickly, but just for a a pivotal moment in time, I believe was the Instagram account. So I don't know who this is, but thank you for, for writing into us and here you go. Yes, thank you. So in terms of neat or on the rocks, Oh, I should start by saying we had a total of 13 guests go through the rapid fire gauntlet in total this year. Yeah. Um, So they all answered this leading question, which was neat or on the rocks. Mm -hmm. And the split was, Drum roll 38.5% prefer rocks, and 61.5% prefer drinking rum neat. Wow. A uh, bit of a small sample size, but...
1: I've never <laughs> been through the rapid fire segment myself, but I would answer neat to that question. Uh, I
0: figured, and, and at some point, we're going to have that happen, Will. You're, you're <laughs> going to get that uh, as well. Um, the other one we asked consistently was column, pot, and blend. A uh, quick note, in our very first interview with Eric K. from Homes Key, we didn't ask him this. So oh. that means, I guess, A, we have to have him back on at some point to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> It's only fair. And uh-huh. B uh we only had the 12 in total for this. So with that in mind, the totals for those the column pot and blend was one for column, 8.33 repeating percent, four <laughs> four went pot and then seven went for the blend at 58%. Sorry, pot was 33.33% and blend is 58.33%. So blend wins out there. Yeah, uh, don't
1: underrate the blends. That's don't underrate right. them people.
0: And the favorite mixed drink was probably no surprise, the daiquiri. Um, uh-huh. That one wasn't as consistent, but pretty much everybody ranked the daiquiri as their favorite mixed drink uh, when we did the the A-B comparison questions there. You can't go so, wrong. Yeah, I, I think in 2021, I, here's my thought. I'm thinking I'm going to change it a little bit and maybe add a different or another standard leading question, so that we can continue to get this very, very important and obviously super accurate scientific data for our rum community. Right. Um. I want
1: to get to the point where you know the, the 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 big spirits conglomerates are coming to us and paying for this data. That's where that's where I want to be.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, but I have a couple ideas. So in 2021, we'll probably have some new leading questions uh, to go along with some of the other ones to to give people. So that'll be good. I can't um, wait. You're teasing me. Yes. Uh so other other podcast stats from this year uh that you might find interesting will uh that there, uh-huh. uh, there was a total of as you know well 16 episodes as we right. mentioned 13 were featured interviews. Uh one was our introduction episode and then two episodes with just you and I talking some specific rum topic. Hey, you add so, this
1: one in, it's going to be 17. That's so, true. It will yeah. be
0: 17. You're right. Boom. Yes. The longest episode was episode 12 with Ed Hamilton which was back in August. That was 1 hour. And 48 minutes, yes. That's no surprise. It was great. It was awesome. He went deep. Yeah. Uh, so that's always great for us. The shortest episode was just us discussing rum resources on episode six. Good decision uh, back, on our back part. Back in April.
1: <laughs> Good decision on our part. Keep it short when it's just us so we don't have uh, when we don't have someone here to carry us. <laughs>
0: um, the total time spent talking on the Rumcast this year.
1: Do you have a guess? Oh, wow. I don't know this one.
0: This took a lot of maths today, but I got it. Uh, I'm going to say 30 hours. Okay, so it was just under 1,013 minutes in total, or 16 hours, 51 minutes, and 59 seconds. Now, that was actually the the amount that ended up in the podcast. To be honest, yes, we probably okay. recorded a whole lot more, uh, and, and that's on the cutting room floor, uh, but I don't have that for you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, not bad for a first-year effort. Uh, over 16 hours, over 1,000 minutes of content uh, for, for Rum Lovers and and for us, so... Uh, I thought that was, good. and I, I think,
1: I think we would have hit more. You know, COVID yeah. obviously impacted uh, your work For schedule sure. significantly, and so we had some, some periods of time where we weren't as active as we wanted mm-hmm. to be. But I feel pretty confident that in 2021 we're gonna crank things up to another level. And you know, listeners out there, don't expect another little, you know, 17 episode season. We're gonna crank it up this year. There's gonna be more Boom. than that. You heard it here. I'm calling the shot now. I was
0: doing it. I just hope to be involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know we only started to get really accurate data for the podcast just a couple of months ago, but uh, I just wanted to to say that we're averaging more than a thousand listens per month at this point. That's great. Uh, and and our biggest audience by country is no surprise: uh-huh. North America. Oh, wait,
1: did you just say North America is a country, John?
0: Oh, I did actually. Oh, wow, wow, uh, I meant, that is uh, embarrassing for I you. Continent. <laughs> uh, Did I mention I'm drinking rum right now as we record this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So it should be uh, North America and the United States is number one by country. Yes. Um, Then the UK is coming in at number two. And then Australia sliding into the number three spot, which I was surprised to see. That's impressive.
1: Although we did have an episode with uh, Steve McGarry from Ben Lee Rum that was focused on Australian rum. So... We may have, we may have uh, picked up a, a nice uh, share yeah. of the Aussie market with that one.
0: Well, I, mean, he, I think he knocked it out of the park, too, with the the history knowledge. Yeah, and, it was great. It yeah. was
1: really fascinating. I learned a ton I didn't know about Australian rum.
0: Agreed. So that was great. Um, within the U.S., the top states were, drum roll, Florida number one. Oh, oh, wow. Take that, Will. Didn't see that coming. Take that, Will. FRS coming through Florida Rum <laughs> Society. Woo! Um, so here was a surprise for me. California was number two. Okay, I can see that. California's a big state, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Texas, number three. So I, I just
1: think of everything in terms of electoral votes now. My
0: first thing was like, well, California has like
1: 50, 50 something electoral votes. So Yeah. A lot of people live there.
0: Yeah, uh, We're not going there. We're on this podcast. <laughs> but I thought, you know, it does make sense. Like you said, the population in California is very large. Texas also same thing. Number three. Uh, and just edging out uh, at, at number four was just edged out. I should say at number four is New York. So, okay. uh, yeah. New York as well. So thank you all for your support in those states. And there were plenty of other states on there as well, and and quite a, a distribution. Those were just the top in terms of the amount of people. So,
1: There are also 47 countries total, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: it's, it's amazing to see that, although I think we are focused a lot in terms of the United States and North America, and we both live here, and that's kind of our perspective. Um, mm. But I, I think we have really spread out to a lot of different, as you mentioned, to 47 different countries and a lot of different places. And it just shows how big rum is on a worldwide scale. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, as we continue this, I want to continue to branch out and to, to, to bring in more people from those countries, yes. not only producers from different countries, but also people who know those markets, who um, know bringing rum to those countries a little bit better. Because I think as we get into talking about some of our, you know, favorite, favorite rums from the year, I I will say my choices are colored somewhat Mm -hmm. by the selection in the U.S. market. Now, that's not to say I never get stuff from overseas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do, but our our experiences are somewhat dictated by where we live. So, um, yeah, that's just some context. But also, yeah, I want to continue bringing in people from all over the world to uh, give different perspectives on how they experience rum elsewhere.
0: Yeah, uh, totally agree. And I'm looking forward to that as well. And I think that's a great thing. Um, I think what we should do, Will, is maybe take a quick break for our sponsor. Yeah. And then uh, get back with those categories and the best of the year. Sounds great.
1: If you're listening to us now, there are six words about rum that are likely to catch your eye, or ear in this case. Single barrel, cask strength, no additives. Those six words are the whole premise of the single cask rum releases from Homes Key, the sponsor for this episode of the Rumcast. Homes Key seeks out the world's best rums and releases them unadulterated and at cask strength in limited editions. Check out their website at homeskey.com to learn about current releases distilled to places like Foursquare in Barbados, Demerara Distillers in Guyana, Traveler's Liquors in Belize, and South Pacific Distilleries in Fiji. A new series of limited editions will be released in 2021. Find them at HolmesKey, that's H-O-L-M-E-S-C-A-Y So let's get into these categories. And one, to to provide a little more context on this, because I'm a total weirdo when it comes to (laughs) judging things or like telling people (laughs) about my favorites and stuff like that. You and I have talked about this over text many times. And I like what I... Wanted like the, my one apprehension to doing something like this was mm-hmm. I didn't want people to think that what I'm saying is like I think these were the best rums of the year because I could not possibly try all of the rums yeah from this year so what I what I want to communicate is that each of these categories this is like my personal favorite that I experienced in some way and an an analogy for this is like my personal my favorite band is a band. Called the drive-by truckers and there's a lot of reasons why they're my favorite but if someone was going to ask me what is the best band of all time that wouldn't be my answer best and favorite to me are different favorite is something personal and it's just it's 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 different it's it's less a judgment it's less about telling you what you should enjoy and just being like this is special to me in some way it's tied up in things that go just beyond what's in the glass so to speak so Anyway, that's my little weirdo preamble to just, you know, before we get into this.
0: I'm glad you're here to balance me out because I think I'm a little too cocky. I'm like, hey, if I like it, you should too. <laughs> hey, that's, so,
1: you know, that's, that's why we have two hosts here.
0: Exactly.
1: So some of these categories, I, I won't go through all of them, but was, so we're going to do best new to me rum of the year. So something that was kind of our first experience uh, with a rum. We're going to do best unaged, best aged, uh, best overall, best value. Yeah. Then we're also going to get into a few podcast related categories like our favorite interviews and things like that. So I think a good place to start would be the how about the best new to me rum of the year category. Let's do it. Yeah. So you, tell you me. You want to lead or you want me to lead? No, I I, I I just set us up. So you know, I'm going to pass it off to you. <laughs> All right. I'm knocking down. to deliver here. Yeah. That's what right. Best, best new-to-me rum of the year. What was your pick?
0: So just to start off with, I took this category to mean this rum has been out other years or is sure. uh, could be an older rum, and uh, it's a little less specific in terms of a release specifically for this year. So he- here's my answer for best new-to-me rum of the year. Uh, it's a short and simple one. Worthy Park. All of it.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. You did this. I did something similar with my answer. And I thought you were totally going to be like accusing me of a cop out. But you did the same thing. So I love this. Okay, so tell me. Tell me why you picked Worthy Park and not just one from Worthy Park.
0: Okay, so uh, just prior to 2020, I hadn't had any Worthy Park at all. Uh, okay. And then a listener, uh, I'll just use first name, Brian, was nice enough to send me uh, Worthy Park Velier 2007 WPL mark release, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really incredibly difficult to find now. But he was able to send me some of that. I'm incredibly thankful because holy cow, yeah. that is an amazing rum. And that was the first experience I had with Worthy Park, so I kind of started at the pinnacle in a way, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But it made me curious because I was like, gosh, this is really such a great rum that I have to try these other other mm-hmm. ones. So a short time afterwards, I was able to try the Worthy Park Single Estate Reserve, which is, you know, Worthy Park's own flagship release. Yep. Uh, and uh, man, that is really also a really great rum. Uh, it is. And, and one that I was immediately like, I have to buy a bottle of this.
1: Like... It- it's a great like I, I, I have the specific memory of sitting on my back patio in the mm-hmm. summertime in the evening and having uh, a glass of that rum. Yes. And it was just the perfect rum for that setting, like a warm summer evening. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, it's one, I would put it this way. This should be in every rum lover's bar, period. And I, I do want to also follow up, and I'll tell you, I, I, I recently had a chance to taste a few more things coming from them in 2021. Uh-oh. So I have to say, shh, I can't say much about it. But uh-huh. I will say with how good those samples were, Worthy Park is very likely to be right back on this list at the end of 2021. <laughs> so uh, keep a lookout for those. Uh, That's Because, awesome. yeah, it's going to be a great year again for them. So, uh, Will, tell me about your, your best new-to-me rum of the year. So mine, I picked the rums of St. Lucia. So
1: this was another kind of, and and when I say the realms of St. Lucia, I'm really, you know, talking, there's, there's basically one, you know, major distillery on St. Lucia now. So, um, the, and so, you know, the chairman's reserve label, Admiral Rodney, those brands, mm -hmm. um, all coming from St. Lucia distillers, uh, which is now part of the Spearbaum family, Mm -hmm. And uh, man, we've got to do an episode um with with someone from from Saint Lucia distillers because I know we had we had Kiowa from Spiribom on here and talked m- mainly focused on their rum agricole portfolio. So right, but Saint Lucia, it was one of those uh places I just like I hadn't had very much from there, and, and part of the reason for that is just none of those brands have. Much distribution in the market here, so in Tennessee. Just they yeah. they weren't ever that accessible without putting a little more effort into it. And the good mm-hmm. news is, I started to see a few Chairman's Reserve nice. uh, bottles in the area. But I'm hoping, you know, they start to get some of the more limited releases. But anyway, yeah, someone was kind enough to send me a bunch of samples of a few different chairman's reserve masters selections uh all of the hamilton st lucia rums yeah which you know have have always had this reputation of being like really great value rums in which i concur 100 percent with Mm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna use a weird way of thinking about this um have you (laughs) i'm gonna sound like like freshman college dorm guy posing oh boy. a philosophical question have you ever tried to
0: imagine a new color <laughs> <laughs> um no i i think i have heard that question in the past and just passed it off as like <laughs> as a stupid question no i don't think it's stupid because i get where you're going you know i was a philosophy minor too by the way in in uh There you go. um... Well, this is
1: like half-baked philosophy. (laughs) This isn't like serious philosophy. But I've thought about that before, and I've always come to the conclusion of like, it's impossible to imagine a new color. But I feel like if I ever saw a new color that I didn't know about previously, it would be that kind of thing where it's like instantly, it clicks. And it's like instantly familiar. And that's how I felt trying these St. Lucia rums. It was like, it was they're they're unique but yeah. there's something about them that just made made sense, like in the wider rum universe, them fitting in in their own unique way. And uh, I, I, I just think, uh, I think it's a fabulous distillery. Um, the one that, that stuck out to me the most was, it was one of those Chairman's Reserve Master selections. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was uh, 100% from the Vendome pot still. So they have, you know, a variety of stills. Um, they, have, they have a few different pot stills, different column stills. And that was the one that I really gravitated toward. And uh, new to me, rum of the year, uh, Saint Lucia distillers, everything coming out of there. It uh, it's it's what I love about the category is yeah. you know so many different countries, different distilleries different
0: styles, different perspectives. There's it's, so much to great. explore, right? Exactly. And, and yep. we know we have a long way to go before we've explored, if ever, in our yep. lifetimes, all the rum that there is to explore. So it's just yep. such a great, great thing to do that with. The way I look at it, by the way, with the, the whole new color thing, mm-hmm. I always see that as like my brain is like creating this new file And it's Mm -hmm. like it's filing a new chapter or a new file of something that hadn't previously been there. So this new connection is made and that connects to other things. Right. But it still has its own place. I like that. So I I can totally see what you're talking about. And, you know, I've professed my love for St. Lucia Rums uh, in the past on this uh, program as well. So, yeah. So we uh, we moving on to the next category here. Yeah. Let's let's go with unaged. Okay. Unaged. Uh, I was fortunate that I had the chance to try a lot of different unaged products this year. Okay. Uh, And uh, so I had a lot to pick from. And I considered uh, quite a few. But I ended up going with the Clarence Sajus. Ah. I've heard great things about that one. Honestly, all the Clarence being brought in by uh, Kate Perry and La Maison Avelier are are truly great. They're all flavorful and they're all bold and unaged. complex. Yes. Yeah. Um. But my favorite is still the Sajus, even after having tried every single one but the Lero Share. So I'll okay. I will make that stipulation. See, I haven't
1: had the Sajus yet. Um, the the, the Vaval was, was the, the favorite of the ones that I've had so far. Got and it, it was please. one of those rums that, like, when you have it, I, like, I kept
0: tasting it, like, the next day. After I had it, yeah, it sticks around. Yeah, yeah. to me, the sajus has a bit more sweetness okay. than the others, like the vaval, and, and slightly more balanced in in terms of that.
1: Vaval is like super savory, super yes. savory. Yeah. Yes.
0: And Casimir has a little bit of like a, I've heard it described as like a barbecue potato chip, believe it or mm-hmm. not, um, which is close, I think, and, and that gives a good color to to what it is. But again, I, I think you really truly can't go wrong with any of these. They're great price points, um, and I think they get overlooked a little bit by people that are either just starting out in the hobby and, and haven't really had a chance to... Uh, really engage with an unaged rum and what it is beyond yeah. what we typically think of an unaged mixing type of rum would be. And I just, I, I'm super in love with them. And if you can get the Sajus or any of the Clarins, really, you really should spring for it. They're awesome.
1: Yeah. And it's it's interesting that you brought up at the beginning that like you got to try a lot of unaged mm-hmm. rums this year, because when I was looking back through this, I was like, man, I kind of like I wouldn't say i neglected it it was just a a little bit of i just didn't get to as many of them as i wished i had Mm -hmm, you -hmm. know going into the year and that's i i try to make that same point a lot uh, to people in in just that you know when you're exploring rum don't neglect what's possible with with rum that has not been aged and i I do want to clarify real quick with this category we actually didn't talk about this beforehand but both of the rums we ended up picking are truly unaged because there there are a lot of rums that you know right. are are sold as white rums. White rums. Right. Uh, light rums or white rums that that are aged and then the color is filtered out of them, which they're they're great rums like that too, but those those you mentioned they're they're unaged. Um, they don't spend any time in casks. Uh my pick does not spend any time in in casks as well. So yeah, um I need to get to all of those Clarence by the way. That's just a, yeah. a reminder to me. I haven't yet, but um they're unlike Anything else you'll experience?
0: Cool. So tell me what what is your unaged pick?
1: My pick is uh, Uruapan Chironda Blanco. Uh, so okay. Churanda is is basically a sugarcane spirit um, from a specific part of Michoacan in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Some are made. With 100% cane juice, some also uh, have you know molasses-based distillate, or um, also some panela crystallized sugar goes in as well. But this this is all pre-distillation, so into the fermentation. But as I understand it, all whatever type of sugar cane is going into it, it has to come mm-hmm. from this area. So this this particular bottle. It's, a, it's the blue one, if you've seen it in stores. It's this bright electric blue bottle. It, it, yeah. Yeah, it's one liter. It's, it's a hard great to value. Yeah. It's like usually around 25 bucks or less. And it's a 50-50 blend of molasses-based uh, spirit that they distill in a French-style column still. And then the other 50% is a pot-distilled cane juice uh, rum. And uh, the juice comes from a state-grown mm-hmm. sugar cane. It's uh you know to overgeneralize a little bit. It's sort of a combination of uh funky Jamaican style rum and a rum agricole. Even though I know there's more to rum agricole. Again, mm. I'm overgeneralizing uh because the cane juice part of the distillate <laughs> is distilled in the pot still. Uh, rum agricole is you know always in the the, the French style column still. So I know it's an overgeneralization. It's also I wouldn't really compare it to Claren, um. And I don't mean this in a bad way. This particular bottle is not as complex as those Clarins that you mentioned. But one of the things that I just really loved about it. Do you know what a uh, what the cocktail ranch water is? Are you familiar with that? It's I'm a tequila not. No. Drink. I, I have to be honest. So it's usually it's an ounce and a half of tequila, around half an ounce of lime juice. And then you type, top ah, it with Topo okay. Chico, the mineral water from Mexico. And uh so I made my own version of I, I figured I have this Mexican mm. rum. I should make you know ranch water, um uh, typically another Mexican spirit that goes into it. so I made uh that just with the the Urura uh it's fantastic. It's like awesome. the perfect hot summer day drink, and uh it's just it, again, it's another example of what I love about rum, yeah. I didn't know until recently, you know, that rum was made in Mexico. So it's just one of those things where the the more places you look, the more places it pops up, the more you find it, the more it challenges your expectations and shows you something different. Yeah,
0: I've always seen it there. I I haven't taken the leap myself yet. I've never had a chance to try any Mexican rum, actually. Um, so I, I'm really interested and that will be one of my, uh, my checklist items for 2021 to try for sure, because I'm always interested in it. I, I do like, uh, tequila and I'm only saying that cause obviously Mexico and tequila go together. I know it's not a tequila like product at all. Um, it, yeah. or maybe it is, I don't know. I, w- I would say though, yeah. like if,
1: if someone came to me as a really big fan of tequila, um, usually, I try to introduce them to a rum agricole or a cane juice based spirit because, to me, you right. know, tequila has some of that vegetal, the you know, kind of plant like and... quality yeah. to it. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, like I yeah, think for if sure. you're a fan of tequila, I do think that this 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 might possibly be up your alley.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely have to make room to try that uh, this year.
1: All right. So next, do we want to get into aged?
0: Yeah, I, I think let's let's do it. Let's go with the, the, the compliment to the unaged uh-huh. is the best aged, I think. And uh, so I'll just get straight to it because we already talked enough a little bit about this. And uh, so you, you stole a little thunder from me. <laughs> I didn't mean to steal any thunder. That's okay. That's all right. Well, you know, whatever. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's uh, Admiral Rodney's HMS Royal Oak. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. I talked about this, yeah, on the program. This is, as you mentioned, a St. Lucia product. And what's interesting and-
1: The pitchforks are coming out right now because you just picked an 80 proof
0: rum. I'm, I was ju- you just, <laughs> I was going to get there. <laughs> so I'm just going to steal all your thunder, yeah. Here's the thing. As you just mentioned, number one, this is a 40% ABV or an 80 proof rum. Yeah. And it's pure column distilled, mm-hmm. right? So usually for rum geeks like us, that would mean like, okay, this is, you know, it doesn't mean it's a bad product to buy at all, but it's not something that excites us yeah. uh, in the same way or it's not packing what we're looking for as connoisseurs, and especially me, who I just like to sip rum more than anything else. But I have to tell you, all of that is wrong. I- and this is obviously just my opinion, mm-hmm. but my opinion is the Admiral Rodney's column distilled 40% ABV releases are freaking fantastic. Mm. And uh, I will say this. It's not a high ester pot stilled rum, obviously. No. And it's not something that's, it's not going to challenge your palate in the same way that those would. But that's okay. Because what you get with this rum is you get a a still very complex, uh, something you can sip on all night, relax, and watch the world go by. Yeah. And it's just great.
1: I I would agree with that. I I think it's also completely different from some of the, the, those chairman's reserve uh, products that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, which come from the same distillery. You know, if you do a side by side of an Admiral Rodney and like that chairman's reserve Vendome still release that I mentioned earlier, um, Mm -hmm. they're, they're, significantly different
0: yeah now there was another reason that i picked uh the, the royal oak for best age okay um and that's because of the three of them i find for my palette it gives me the right balance of aging okay. um and there's the three there's the hms princess i think which is the youngest blend mm-hmm. the royal oak is the middle and then the formidable or i guess formidable. uh that was my lame attempt at french um <laughs> Uh, which is the oldest blend. All of them are good, and I I do like all of them. For me, the Royal Oak is the one that I went with as my favorite of the three, but I will tell you this. I've heard people pick the Princess as their favorite and the Formidable as their favorite, just depending on how much oak you want in your your aged rum.
1: Yeah, you know, Uh, I I have some samples of those, and I I can't even recall which one I preferred. I liked them mm -hmm. all. Um, Yeah. And I, I totally agree with your assessment of about Column Still rum AD Proof. Like with all those releases, I remember looking at them and thinking about, you know, if I were going to, buy, I always try if if I'm judging something as a sample, I always try to think about like, would I buy mm-hmm. this? And I think the right. only hangup I had was, Based on the price of those, I I might hesitate a little bit just because I do I, I just for the price mm. I would love a little bit higher proof than eighty. Yeah. Even though, as you said, they it's you could drink it all night. Um, there's still a lot of flavor there for an eighty proof rum. But but that was kind of the one thing. Like if it could get up to it to a ninety proof, I I, I think it, I think it could be great.
0: I, I get you. And I actually do think they're coming out with the Officers release series, mm. which I think there's one that's already uh, recently was released uh, here in the U.S. It had been out in Europe for a while. Okay. Uh, like a Portcask finish, I think. And it's I think it's 43 or 46 or around there, ABV. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't Got be it. sure. But it's definitely higher than the 40 ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, I think, their intent there to go with that. I haven't tried that one yet. It's on my list to uh, to get uh, as soon as I can, because I'm I'm smitten with Admiral Rodney's, anyways. And I think, um,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but I know mm-hmm. the Florida Rum Society has a pick coming from uh, from Saint Lucia Distillers, and yes. if I remember it's, correctly, it, yeah, it's from the column still and kind of similar to like. How the Admiral Rodney Rums are distilled.
0: It is. It's a it, technically it's a Chairman's Reserve. Oh, uh, okay. A pick. Okay. It's not an Admiral Rodney's, but if I remember mm-hmm. right, uh Chris Funk from Sparabam, who we were doing it with, did mention that it the the pick that we ended up with was a little bit closer to the Admiral Rodney style. Okay. Uh than than what the Chairman's Reserve line has been doing. I, I don't want to cloud it for people. Here's sure. what I would say is if you see it, it I, I was on the the tasting team for it, and it is a really phenomenal pick, and it's really inexpensive. Mm -hmm. so it's uh, you know uh, cheaper than what you would find in some of the Admiral Rodney's line uh, I already
1: sent you some money to to set aside a bottle for me so yeah it's, It's it's great yeah
0: um I can't say enough about it and there's other picks that are chairman's reserve picks I've tried that are excellent as well so it's just it's just all around it's good stuff and I'm looking forward to more of it uh, in 2021 and beyond so uh, will let's let's go with yours what's uh, what's going to take your best aged category here
1: yeah so one of the interesting things as I was trying to come up with my picks for this was I realized that like I I wasn't going to limit my decisions to stuff that just came out this year and i mean that's that's already apparent in my picks like the the urupan wasn't you know something that just came out this year um the those saint lucia rums that i mentioned obviously you know have, have been around for a while yeah. but uh well, like si- you
0: mentioned this is your 2020 right exactly so exactly yeah, so
1: this you. pick this pick for for aged it was really a rum that i just felt like i got to know even deeper over 2020 and i just kept coming back to it over and over again and just my appreciation for it grew for how mm-hmm. how versatile it is um the price point it's the Hampton estate 46. yeah uh, 40, yep. 46 ABV. so the the green one, not not the the overproof one. Right. Although um, the overproof is great, the, too. the overproof yeah. is amazing as well. Yeah. Um, it's so this is just one of those rums that I can have almost any occasion, and just just to go through some of the specs with it. So mm-hmm. it's uh, seven seven years of age in Jamaica. It's a blend of three different Hampton marks. So it's the OWH mark, which is kind of their lowest ester level mark. Uh, the the L Rock mark, and mm-hmm. a little bit of DOK in there as well. And I really just think it's, it's to me, one of the best introductions you should, you could give someone to Jamaican rum who's already, like, a little bit more adventurous. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'll recommend Appleton or something to someone. It's just a, an introduction to rum as a whole. If, if I really want to give someone an idea of, like, the, the, the funkiness of Jamaican rum in an aged context, mm-hmm. um, because if I don't want to introduce it to them... As far as age goes, I can just get them, you know, Ray and Nephew or something like that. Um, yeah. But I think this bottle showcases that Jamaican funk that we all love in, in a balanced way, in a way that's not going to be, you know, scare someone away, but kind of bring them in and hook them. And uh, any time I've come across a, a, a roughly comparable Jamaican rum, you know, from another distillery in terms of like ABV, and price point and that sort of thing. I always try Mm -hmm. to do like a blind taste comparison uh, with this bottle. And I, I, that's your base. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't found one comparable that uh, I Mm. I, like, I've lined this one up next to that worthy park release. And Mm -hmm. uh, again, Mm -hmm. they're, they're both great, but I just, there's, there's something about the Hampton. Yeah. It hits those like pineapple, Notes yeah. for me that it's just something I associate with Hampton, and it's just uh, I, I I love it. It's great.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that uh, it it invalidates totally, you know, Worthy Park up up against Hampton because for for me, although they're both Jamaican rums, uh, and they do share some qualities, to me those those two marks are very different. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They are. Worthy Park much much lighter uh, in in flavor overall, and mm. and Hampton brings the funk, like you said. Um, so for me, those are two different categories in my mind of, of Jamaican rum. Both amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, when I'm, when I'm comparing them, I'm not necessarily comparing them because yeah. I think they're like super similar. Right, uh, right. More again, it's like the ABV, kind of the price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. like they are both from Jamaica. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So they share some commonalities. But yeah, it's great to taste them side by side and get to see the the nuances and differences yeah. between those distilleries.
0: Uh, one one thing I, I will mention, and it's a, maybe this is probably going to be controversial a little bit. It. um what do you think about the bottle overall the design of, i love of the, the bottle hand? it's actually like yeah, it's
1: corny as it seems <laughs> it's probably some of the reason why i love it um i actually i have the the box that it comes in next to me and yeah I, like it's got so much text on it it really does but i i love it and you know the alligators and the the text so n- not the text at the top that says hampton estate but the the little kind of subheadings like the one that says the highest art. Yeah. so the name of that font is cooper um and the band that i was in in college the first cd we put out together uh... we used that same font on the album cover and it's just kind of this cool yeah. like like It gives you a little bit of like late 70s kind of vibes to it. And I so I love this bottle. So I I feel like you're about to say Uh, you don't (laughs) like it, uh, which is great because, you know, conflict and disagreement are are the lifeblood of
0: podcasts. So I'll be clear and first in saying I agree (laughs) with you that the liquid in the bottle is freaking amazing and I love it. I don't love the bottle as much as you do. Wow. I can't believe it took us
1: a whole year of podcasting before I found out that you have no taste.
0: Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. No, no, that's right. I got something for you later. Well, we're good. No, no, no. I'm just, just going to hit okay. you with it later when you don't expect it. Um, oh, man. So <laughs> I'm on guard now. <laughs> you should be. Um, something about it, I don't know, like you said, if it's just the block text, um, but I, I don't I'm not a fan of the aesthetic of it, I guess you would say. Um, again, not that it's anything. I know there's probably a lot of history behind it, so the, the, the thing I don't want to do is, like, offend anybody. Um, sure. And, and definitely don't. You know, and there's no accounting for taste, of course. Everybody's going to have different opinions on aesthetics for things like that. And obviously, when it comes to the rum, as long as the rum's good, that's the most important thing. But I will say that, yeah, the bottle design overall, I'm not a huge fan of. And hearkening back to the Admiral Rodney's, which we talked about earlier, I freaking love the Admiral Rodney bottle. See, see those those feel a little too fancy oh, for me. See, no, I guess we just have different tastes of. That. I think we just have yeah. different bottle tastes. Yeah. yeah. I love the the stopper on the Admiral Rodney. I love the square feel to it, and everything uh-huh. about it to me says like this is like the rum that's like gonna knock your socks off. Um, and, and there is something to that presentation, you know, when you talk about mixed drinks and presentation, there's always something to that. But uh, as we're mentioning and we're seeing right now, I guess with the two of us is that that's not going to be the same for everybody. No,
1: definitely not. Um, and yeah, I'm sure some people look at this Hampton. I mean, there's there's, there's just, there's just a lot of text. There's a lot of words on it. A lot more than I think a lot of companies would put on there. Yeah. But, uh, and, you know, maybe it's because I'm a writer. I don't know. But I I, sure, I always, sure, like, yeah. from the moment I saw this bottle, it, and, you know, that's not even something that I necessarily think about that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, on a subconscious level, I definitely do. But it's it's so funny that, that it's not your cup of tea yeah. because it's, like, it's one of the few where, you know, someone was like, what are your top rum bottles? Like, you know, I'd you have, have to think like, about it. One. But this one, would, I would think of this one right away, you know. See that one with the
0: novel on the cover?
1: That one. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. That's good. Um, All right. So to keep it moving, uh, so we, we've tackled uh, Favorite Age. Where do we want to go next?
0: Um, I, I think I'd like to do Most Surprising. And let's go through okay. that because uh, I think it's an interesting category to to offset You know, when we talk about best. And now we're just going to go to most surprising, which doesn't necessarily equate to best. Although in this case, mm-hmm. I'll tell you for my pick, it is an amazing uh, rum. So I, I feel yeah. confident in saying it's an excellent example of a rum. But it was also, and why I picked it, the most surprising experience for me or at least one of this year that I had. So uh, this is the Savannah High Esther Reunion Rum. Again, ah. another Le Maisson and Velier release that I was lucky to get. I think this is an unaged rum from Reunion, and it's a high ester count of, I think it's about 500 uh, is okay. the mark uh, of where that is. So uh, up there in terms of high ester, double distilled in potstills. I think it's 62 and a half uh, ABV. So it's up there.
1: See, this is this is another one of those unaged releases that I was kicking myself for not getting to this year. <sighs> And, uh, and, and, and partially because I had a chance to, to to try some aged yeah. products uh, from the same distillery okay. and was just like blown away by them. So well, please continue. Let me
0: tell you what. This is a freaking amazing example of what an unaged rum can be. It, it is such yeah. an intense flavor, but uh, very mm-hmm. different than the Claren we talked about unaged before. Yes, as complex in different ways, but this one, it gives me this real like juicy fruit gum flavor.
1: And yeah, I heard, I always heard about this, like the fruitiness of this one. Cow. And that's what I got in those aged. I was telling you about those aged samples mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before we started recording. And I was talking about how it was like intense, like raspberries. Yeah. Um, yeah, Th- yeah.
0: This and the Clarins were the rums that were unaged this year that truly changed my perception of what a sipping rum is. Mm. Because you obviously usually would tend to think of an aged rum as a sipping rum. But right. I will tell you with this, I would not mix this Savannah Highest Reunion rum ever. With anything, wow! It's too good for that. Wow! It's just so unique, and it's such a great unique flavor. What? A, what a snob take! <laughs> yeah, May, maybe so, but I'll own that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of um, course.
1: Um, no, yeah, I, I've had that same experience. Like, I, I truly don't care like how people use their rums, but I, I definitely have rums that that I, you know, won't ever mix. Um, yeah, which is actually one of the nice things about the rum I just talked about before. Um, is it's right on that line where like, I rarely do mix it, but I occasionally do, mm-hmm. and it's it's incredible <laughs> in certain cocktails, which I'll talk about later. But please continue with the Savannah. No, sorry. I,
0: I think that's it for me for that one. Is it's just I would say it's tough to find now, is my understanding. Um, but if mm-hmm. you find it or if you're trying to seek it out, uh, it's it's worth seeking. It, it's it's yeah. truly an example of what a rum can do in a different way than perhaps you've anticipated or expected ever, even for rum geeks like us. So mm-hmm. it, it's worth finding. Yeah. All right. So let's go with your uh, most surprising rum. What do you got?
1: So my most surprising one. Um, one of the other rum-related projects that I do is American Rum Report, and you know, so mm-hmm. basically it's a newsletter I send out about. I've heard of about, it. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about yeah. craft distilleries in the U.S. that are making rum, and you know, one of the kind of funny things about doing that is, you know, a lot of times people see that i do that and they assume that like i think american rum is the best and like that's you know as, as you can see from what i've said are my favorites of the year mm-hmm. that's not really the case like i started doing it because i thought the category of american rum was interesting and very young and trying to figure itself out and there was like you know there's like 500 or 600 something craft distilleries that are making it and most of them really like it's it's not that great or not that interesting but there's those few gems in there you know the privateers the richlands that are really taking it seriously and and doing some really cool stuff Mm -hmm. and those are the ones that i really get excited about and that i enjoy writing about and i enjoy writing about the category as a whole just to try to like let people in on on who's doing stuff that's interesting and worth following Mm -hmm. and, and you know what are the aspects of it that need to improve and need to get better so, one of the things I do love about it is that it's full of surprises. <laughs> and one of the most surprising things to me was this rum I came across, uh, a listener actually, who lives in the same area as me, named Adrian, mm-hmm. told me about a local store that had a barrel pick from a distillery in Texas called Treaty Oak, and they okay. had a, a cask strength barrel of 8-year-old rum, which was Incredibly surprising to me because, A, I was not familiar with this distillery and, like, I write about this, you know, American rum category, but I I, I wasn't familiar with it. And the fact that they had, uh, like, you don't see a lot of cask strength releases also. Right. Uh, I know people may be familiar with, like, the privateer ones and stuff, but that's the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. And then also having rum that was eight years old. Uh, I mean, the category just hasn't been around long enough to where there are very many people who are like yeah I right they're you there yeah open that yeah, long yeah um like there are some but it, like very small amount and so i was like okay yeah. i gotta try this gosh um, that's so
0: exciting for the future though of american rum isn't it
1: yeah it is and, and, and like the most exciting thing like the reason why i picked this is because it was ridiculously good it, like awesome wow. it was really really good um just like i, I think it's a bottle of uh, 55 or 56 percent as soon as it hits your tongue just this like explosion explosion Mm. of salted caramel Mm. it's uh it's it's just it's it's really good Mm. i would you know if you're someone who's had like some of the really great privateer releases and you know is at least open to the idea of maybe some distillers in the u.s can make rum that's that's good uh, try this one as well if you can find it and like <laughs> I, I, the, the crazy thing is the distillery like hasn't even made rum for a few years They because they primarily focus on whiskey which again was another shock to me because usually when distilleries are making a bunch of different stuff a lot, a lot of times if they do good. have a rum yeah. it's, it's just it's you know it's subpar because it's, they're not obsessed with it it's right focus. it's a stopgap,
0: right exactly yeah a lot of times it is before they get to the stuff they want to do they're like well I guess we'll make
1: rum so I emailed the, the company and I was like are you guys really not making rum anymore because this is really good and they said that they are planning to do some more rum in the future so that's good but um yeah treaty oak check it out if you can find any of these single barrels you know they i I don't know what all stores got them Mm -hmm. but uh look for it because man it's it really subverted my expectations
0: yeah Oh, that that's awesome, and uh, maybe I can get some from you. Yeah, I've got I've got to send you a sample. I've got to send you a sample. Uh, I'd look forward to it. So, uh, next category, we have got a few left here. Um, the the one I was thinking about is uh, best value. Uh, I think it's an yes. important thing for for rum lovers to understand that uh, not all the good rums are crazy high priced. Um, mm-hmm. And a, as we've talked about ad nauseum here, you know the, it's different than the bourbon or maybe the Scotch markets in that you can find these great rums that are under fifty dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. Or even less than that. So I will start with mine. So uh, my my best value rum is relatively new. In fact, very very new. I think it just came out this month. Oh wow! A- and that is the brand spanking new Hamilton Florida Rum Society blend.
1: Oh wow! Yes. Okay. Wait. So so what like what blend is it? Like what where is it sourced sure, from? So, What's
0: in it? So it's a thirty five percent cask strength aged Jamaican pot still rum from you guessed it, Worthy Park Estate. Uh, okay. And 65% high-proof-aged Guyanese rums, which is uh, Demerara distillery. From Demerara, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So That's a great combo. It is a, a really freaking nice combo. And here's the best part. It mm-hmm. is $27. 20 really yeah or, or maybe it's 28 27 so right in there and what wait what did what did you say the age was on it uh actually i do not remember because it's a blend and i don't recall let me see if i can maybe. find out why we're talking um okay yeah but it, it's not super long aged if i recall correctly and i know it was I'm, I'm guessing
1: probably like you know four years or less i would i would guess just based on the the price point but which i mean i you know i Age is should not be a barometer of how good something is going to be. I'm really just curious, you yeah. know, based on the... And Hamilton rums, like, are an amazing value rum. Like, there, there are many Hamilton rums that I think you could identify as a great value, but that one does sound particularly great, and it makes me sad that, like... <laughs> It's, it's probably not going to be distributed up here since it was you know bottled especially for the Florida Rum Society. But hopefully that's uh, a sign of more of those collaborations coming from Hamilton. Well,
0: actually, I'll, I'll tell you this. So um, I know Ed spoke recently uh, with some of the Florida Rum Society members, including myself, and he mentioned that this is so good for him. He, he likes this one better than a lot of his other blends. He likes it that oh, wow. much. And he said because of that, His plan is, if it does well in Florida, which we expect it will, and it seems to already be flying, is that he's going to release it wider. That would be great. So it may well be a a standard offering within the line uh, of Hamiltons soon. So that's good. I, I couldn't find that. the aging exactly. What we'll do is we'll put it in the show notes. I do know that it was uh, tropically aged. Okay. Uh, I remember that, and it's forty five percent ABB. So it's not super high, but it's it's higher than the forty as we talked about earlier, which gives you a little bit of that extra kick. Um, right. For me, just at at 27, 28 bucks. I mean, there's there's absolutely zero reason um that you should heck I would say if it was much more than that we should still try to get it and and, uh-huh. and enjoy this rum because it is a very very as you mentioned a good blend of two really great historic um, distilleries that are, that have put some really good uh, time into this rum, and Ed's taken it along with uh, you know Brock and Jay who who were involved in picking uh. it uh, from the Florida Rum Society, and they did a really great job. It's just it's a phenomenal release, and uh, if you can get your hands on it, you should.
1: And one of the things that I've always liked about the Hamilton Demerara '86 mm-hmm. release <laughs> is that it's it's hard to get stuff from that distillery at that price point that isn't sweetened? isn't
0: sweetened exactly so yeah no additives um, so, yeah
1: yeah yep the rums rums from ddl are incredible and you know being able to get that that type at that price point is uh, i'm not even like if, if that if i see that anywhere near me i'm not even gonna think twice <laughs> about
0: it all right so will beat that for value boom
1: <laughs> so I've got, I've got two answers to this uh oh, and, and cheater i'll already. also say that i like when i'm picking you know, favorites, I, I tend to weigh value mm-hmm. in my responses. So that's kind of like b- been baked into some of my responses so far. And uh, so so one of them, it already has a reputation as a great value rum. This is not an original thought. This isn't breaking news like John's, but Stolen Overproof. Yeah. If you can still find it, such a great value. It, it comes in 375 milliliter bottles. It's usually about... 17 to 20 bucks mm-hmm. and it's sourced from Hampton I believe it's 6 years if I'm remembering correctly mm-hmm. uh and of uh, 61 61 or 63 sorry I didn't I didn't write all the stats down on this one it's in the ballpark of that <laughs> and I mean it's it's just every like person who's is in the rum business that I've talked to has talked about like Uh, You know, I've spoken to liquor store owners who have been like, yeah, they've just had a hard time selling this rum. Hmm. And so, like, there's a lot of it you know, it's it's there's a finite number of bottles out there, but you can still find it. And it's for that price point for what you get in it. Like, it's I think people look at it and assume that it's, you know, just for cocktails. Yeah, Um, you can I. I've absolutely sipped on that rum by itself. Um, don't think twice about it. It's great. If you still see it in the wild, uh, snatch it up before it's gone.
0: Yeah, I've seen it every so often, and I've always uh, looked past it exactly like you said. Um, yeah. I need to I need to find it again, because I've heard that it's getting harder and harder and harder to find right now.
1: So the other quick tip uh, that I want to put out there in terms of value... Uh, so everyone's familiar with the Foursquare ECS Exceptional Cask Selection. Everyone that listens um, to
0: this, yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I really think that the non-Cask Strength releases that come mm. out through that. So this would be ones, um, like like premise would have been one from a few years mm-hmm. back. This year, Sagacity would have been one of those. Love it. Uh, so Sagacity is at 48%. It's, you know, you still, the the amount of age on them varies a little bit. But, you know, typically, uh, I, I think Sagacity, Sagacity is 12 years. Um, I don't know if Premise was 12 years. I can't remember quite no. what it was. But anyway, a lot of times, not right when these come out, but if if you wait a little bit, the the price will drop slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I got this bottle of Sagacity for 50 bucks, And just to me, when you compare those rums to other rums at that price point... Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, if you're in a store and you see, like, Appleton 12 or Mount Gay XO or even Black Barrel now, right. because the price has gone up on that, mm-hmm. like, it's usually Appleton 12 will be a little cheaper now, like, in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can get one of those ECS releases for, like, 50 bucks, to me, that is such great value and worth, like, a little bit extra. And it's especially, I think, a great way for someone who's more curious and, you know, wanting to make their first rum purchase that's a little bit more expensive. Yeah um i think those are great value for what they are so well um just want to throw that out there you know
0: you don't have to convince me there <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i mean yeah i'm not taking on like a tough case yeah like, yeah like you know everyone loves foursquare well not everyone but it's a it's a it's standard like the, in the industry at this point for right? sure for, for sure yeah yeah i'm not breaking any news i just think that those those in particular are, are great value uh for where they're priced uh, i totally agree all right so are are we getting to best overall now?
0: I think this is it. I think this is like the main uh, the main event category.
1: Yeah. So our personal favorite overall rum we have this year. I don't know what your pick is. I'm excited to hear it. Um, I've been making you go first on all of these. I'm fine to continue that. But do you do you want me to switch it up? I can. Yeah,
0: that works for me. Let's switch it up here, and I'll go after you because I I feel so confident, Will, that my pick is amazing that I don't want to diminish yours. So Okay, okay.
1: All right, yeah. I don't want to have a tough act to follow. Yeah. So I'll open mine with a question. Um, Do you know what William Faulkner said is the only thing worth writing about? Are you familiar with this quote?
0: Uh, Yes, but I can't pull it right now, which makes me really, really sad.
1: (laughs) I'll remind you. So uh, it was in a speech he gave, and he said, the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself. Yes, yeah. And I say that because my own human heart has been in conflict with itself over this wow. choice. Mm. And I almost, con- I considered choosing something else just to try to sidestep that conflict. But I decided that, you know what, if the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself, then the, maybe the only thing worth podcasting about is the human heart in conflict with itself. So, uh,
0: all right. now Now I wish I would have gone first. <laughs> to,
1: <laughs> to honor the spirit of William Faulkner who actually grew up in uh very close or he grew up in the town that i was born in oh wow oxford Oxford, mississippi yeah um i'm going to stick and then pick with the pick that my heart has wanted to make and the reason why i'm experiencing internal conflict is because i'm picking a rum that was released by uh the company that sponsored this episode so i know you i know no i know
0: you did not pick the one i picked Oh, did you pick one as well? I think you may be leading towards it, which is going to be really upsetting. Uh, N- now we're going to make ourselves look really bad. Yes. Okay. Because listen, I know
1: Holmes sponsored some episodes of the podcast. Yes. That is true. To be totally transparent, they sponsored the episodes. Me happening to pick a Holmes Key release uh, for my favorite Rum of the Year, I doesn't have anything to do with that i'm i'm just putting all the information out there for everyone i'm being transparent about this they sponsored the episode yes um i would never pick something because a company sponsored something uh some people may hear that and not believe it but i'm putting all the information out there i'm being transparent i'm following my heart in making this selection because it really was my favorite rum that i tried this year Oh man all right let's, let's hear it it was the Holmes Key Belize. Son of a gun! Did you really pick this it. too?
0: I swear to everything. Yes, it is. That is, is the incredible. One I this is
1: great. Oh, oh my man! gosh. I, okay. I, I felt um, so
0: confident that I had this one and you didn't. That this is gonna look so choreographed. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's too perfect though. We have to roll with it. So uh, this 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 rum. It's, it's 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 kind of fun that we ended we ended up having one in common. Yeah. Um. But this rum. So. I I had never had a rum from Belize before, and I don't think it's one that most rum drinkers are super familiar with. Yeah, I had had some, Um, but go ahead, yeah. So it it came from Traveler's Liquors Mm -hmm. Distillery in Belize, um, 15 years of age in Belize. uh, You know, as the, the home's key ethos is, you know, no additives, it's cast strength, 61%. It was just—it's one of the most drinkable rums, even at you know sixty-one percent that that I've ever had. Um, yeah. I think some some people might say it's boring, um, in in the same way that some people say Foursquare is boring. Uh, you know, it's I, it's. I wouldn't get that. To me, okay. it's it's it, it, yeah yeah. Yeah. I would argue with it, yeah. but I I think that's just you know it, it's it's not a rum that I have to be in the mood for, and there are some rums that I love um, that I think are great. Uh, that, but you know, I kind of have to be in the mood for them. If it's if something you know that I might just sit there and think about yeah. and analyze a little bit, this rum, and I don't want to come off like it's not complex yeah. or anything yeah. like that. No, it but is it's just yeah. so it's it's so drinkable, so good. Um,
0: before you get any further, like, I just sent you a picture yeah. to your phone of my okay. sheet of what I picked for best overall rum. So, you know, I'm not <laughs> cheating, <laughs> but don't look at it that's, because, you know, I want to talk about it too, from my angle, but just for that's later. Amazing. So, you know, that I'm not making this up. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just add on to what I've said so far. Tell, tell me why you picked it. All right. So I'll, I'll, I i i did not have a struggle with the heart <laughs> the same way you did. <laughs> um, I would say that I sat there and opened my rum cabinet when we were, you know, kind of researching for this episode. Mm -hmm. And it it just, the Homeski Belize is the one that leapt out at me. Uh, yeah. And uh, although it's standing next to amazing other homeski releases, which I mm-hmm. have a deep love for as well, in addition to some of the four squares that I have a deep love and many of the ones I already talked about on this episode, so uh, I'm really yeah. happy with my rum cabinet. But yeah. the homeski Belize for a few reasons. One, the color alone on this bottle is just so impressive. It is uh,
1: amazing. It's 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 like the this deep like yes. mahogany red. And no, no added no additives. Color. yep. Um, it's striking. It is striking.
0: And then the nose is worth the price alone for me. <laughs> um, and-
1: I don't know. i, I if, if if like I open the bottle and I could only smell it, i I might be a little
0: upset. <laughs> Okay, fine. Maybe maybe I want to taste it too. You're right, but I I just I would say that the nose is amazing on this. This is all around. When we're talking about to me the category of best overall and what again for my favorite of this year, I'm considering all pieces. So as we talked Mm -hmm. about the color, the bottle design. I love the bottle design of Holmes Key. Um, The nose is is just wonderful, and you get so much of a, a nice cherry kind of sweetness coming off it, and to me, that's followed yeah. on the palate as well. I get a, uh-huh. a, a kind of a cherry note that I just mm-hmm. haven't really found in many other rums, um, mm-hmm. and it's not like a sickly, like, maraschino cherry type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. deep cherry flavor, like you would expect in a cherry pie or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, it's just, it's really hard to pick a favorite, but I think that the Belize is the most unique in the U.S. market right now, mm-hmm. and that long finish that goes with it, I just... Uh, it's just it, it's my best overall for for 2020, uh, period.
1: Yeah, really. My my one criteria for this was like, what was a rum that I just like struggled to put down, um, yep. and then this was the one. It's just uh, yeah. it, it I, I just couldn't put it down. Um, it's a it's a rum for all occasions yep. to me, and uh, and again, it was from a place that I wasn't familiar with, from one that I don't think you know gets talked about as much in rum, mm-hmm. and uh, just. Being able to be like, oh, this is something new to me and trying it and just being totally blown away at it. um, yeah. That's it, it, an experience. I know it's
0: one of my favorites that when I have like somebody that I want to introduce from, which hasn't happened this much this year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, because yeah. of COVID. But, you know, my thought is like, I want to let people experience rums, But with that one, I have this like impulse to hide it. <laughs> 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 like like I'm Smeagol uh, from Lord of the Rings or something no it's, it's, it's your precious, precious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh-huh. I, I want to pull it away because like I want to make sure people can appreciate it um before they I give any of that to them so that's that's how I knew when that that feeling was there uh ever so slightly that that it was uh, a great room yeah I can't
1: believe that we picked the same room I'm really wow.
0: upset too man uh in a good way like you said but I, I really did not expect that
1: and and just just to reiterate again because like I you know
0: <laughs> it's going to be hard just... for people to believe but like you said it is what it is I mean I
1: know yeah and like we've both bought products from Homes yeah. with with our own money yes. yeah um, yeah and none of this and... was given
0: to us those bottles yeah
1: yeah and, and like they're they're not cheap um, yeah. <laughs> so you know we we went out of our way to to get those and and try them and I also think it speaks to Eric who started home Ski was one of the first people we interviewed for the podcast. Right. And part of the reason why we wanted to talk to him is because brands like home Ski in the U S they're just not as common. Right. These independent bottlers right. who put stuff out, cask strength, uh, you know, no additives. Like there, there are a lot of independent bottlers that put out releases like that in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those releases make their way over here. We're starting to see a few more of them. Yeah. Um. But I think part of the reason why we gravitated to this is because like they're available to us. Like it's easier for us to get a hold of these rums, mm-hmm. you know, and there aren't as many options out there for this type of rum in the U.S. But yeah, that was just a stunning release, and and the other ones are great too. The I, I actually just uh, a bottle of the. Guyana released from Holmes Key just arrived at my house yesterday, yeah, yeah. and uh, I was digging into that last night. Yeah. And, and it's not just
0: us, right? Didn't um, I think it was Fat Rum Pirate that uh, did a review of the Fiji recently. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. It was, uh, he gave it a full five stars. He said, hey, wow. I think his quote was something like, which is pretty astounding, but I'm, I'm going to mischaracterize his quote because I don't have it in front of me, uh, was yeah. essentially something like, this isn't just one of the best Fijis ever, it's one of the best rums ever, period. Wow. That he's had so that's high praise I, I, right from that guy especially because you know he's he's tried a bunch of stuff um, yeah so it, it's i don't think this is just us and so i think from that perspective it, it's more understandable that hey rum geeks like us we're drawn to it for all the reasons you just said in, in terms of a u.s release being a rare one with the no additives and and the, the cast strength and all of that and and unique you know like you said you'd never had a belize uh before mm-hmm. this i'd had maybe a little bit but it's rare so,
1: what were they? Were they independent bottlings or were no. they brands uh, from travelers? It was, it
0: was brands from travelers. Uh, one was okay. uh Tiburon, I believe. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, but and, and that's not a bad rum either. Uh, I, uh, or maybe, shit, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was Kapali. Does that sound right?
1: Uh, Kapali is. Yeah, that that is from Belize, but that's uh, that's not from travelers, right? So I know I've tried. It's Kapali. a rum, right? Yeah,
0: that's a, I know I've had Capali, and I want to say Tiburon was also Belize, but I, I could be wrong, and we'll have to go back and check, and and you can make fun of me next episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but no yeah, judgment. yeah. So uh, yeah. Tiburon is from Belize. Ah, look at that! Yeah, I haven't had bank it for the win my file, like we talked about earlier. My file was correct in my brain. Yes, so it's it, Belize makes good rum. I mean, I, I enjoyed those other releases, but I think this this Belize is the best Belize I've ever had uh, by far, by leaps and bounds. So I think we've extolled the praises enough here, and uh, Eric's probably smiling from ear to ear, and uh, <laughs> he should be because he's brought a lot of people happiness this year, and the folks at Travelers too. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I actually i i produced a, a live one of the uh, worstpa Zavi live streams mm-hmm. uh, that Matt Petrick hosted. Yeah was with Travelers lickers, and uh, so I had a chance to meet some of those folks. Um, super nice. It was a really fun session. Yeah. Um, so good on them as well, because they're the ones who made it in the first place. I agree
0: completely. Yep. Great teamwork and awesome getting it to us. So um, I, I can't wait to see what's coming out from them in 2021. Same.
1: Well. All right. Do we do we just want to run through, uh, like... Do a rapid fire these remaining categories? Maybe that's a good
0: idea, yeah, because we're pretty long in the tooth already. We do have these, but maybe we can try, like you said, we'll do rapidly through them and see how it works out.
1: Yeah, okay, so let's do some of these these podcast-related categories. Boom. Let's start with um, most awkward interview moment, because we might have picked the same thing for this one. Really?
0: Uh, I would be surprised. All right, I'll start this time so that you can feel okay. frustrated if it's the same one. Okay, go, All go right. ahead. All right, so my pick was Ed Hamilton, episode 12, about midway through <laughs> when he said he was going to... Uh... This isn't what I picked, okay, but good. I know what you're about to say. This was uh, when he was describing his method of batch blending for his pimento dram, and we both mentioned that it sounded like a Solera method, at which point he abruptly <laughs> stopped his story and told us that if we were in front of him physically he would use his long arms and choke us both out <laughs> yeah uh-huh
1: i distinctly remember that yeah so uh yeah
0: i think that was a little bit awkward it was funny but it was awkward too you know uh, word to the <laughs> no wide. he said yeah. he
1: said it in a very like he i knew he was joking oh yeah it no, was yeah and it's in the episode so you can go back and listen it was it was a funny moment but definitely yeah i don't feel I mean, threatened by Ed's ed. a big guy i'm not running you know. the other way if i see ed on the street at this <laughs> yeah. point or anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh uh-huh. but that was great he is a big guy like you said and and just hey a word of a uh, word to the wise for people if you meet ed hamilton in person do not Don't mention say the word solera ever <laughs> ever <laughs> all right well what's yours
1: mine uh mine was not actually in the episode it happened before we started recording but it was with richard seal yeah. So it was one of our early interviews, so I think we were both a little bit more nervous anyway. And one, you know, one of us said something to the effect of like, you know, hey, you know, do you have a time limit or a point at which you know we need to stop or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And his response was basically something to the effect of, uh, if it sounds like I'm getting bored, you'll know it's time to stop. <laughs> which I was just like, okay, now like I was already a little intimidated about doing this interview, but now I feel like even more pressure. Um, so that was a little uncomfortable. But fortunately, as the interview with, went on, I, 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 he, he warmed up more and more. Yeah. And that actually ended up being one of my favorite conversations. And I think like, we learned a lot of stuff that I hadn't heard before about Foursquare, including stuff like them, like, you know, starting to work on some uh, cane juice rums, and we learned about Richard's little black book mm-hmm. of names for the ECS releases, yeah. which I hadn't heard mentioned before. So it was great. Yeah.
0: All right, moving on, rapid fire style. Most surprising interview moment. Will, do you have one?
1: Yeah. Ian uh, A. Shear. Uh, ah, you see, you we took we did again. our little we did our little blending yeah, exercise where yeah. we were coming up with our fake rum cast blend. Yes. And then karsten was like, "Okay, we'll we'll do this little exercise where you guys go through our blending tool and as if you're going to make a rum, but you have to, you know, judge the blends that we put together for you. Yes. And they actually sent us some blends. And we haven't shared about this on the podcast yet, but, you know, that's not the last you've heard uh, about those blends. That's right. We'll, We'll have more to talk about those in 2021 just to tease you a little bit. But that was definitely the most surprising in a delightful way. Yeah. Uh, that that i remembered
0: from this year i picked the same one for the same reasons as you it was just such a surprise when they're like uh well guys if we're gonna do this we're doing it for real and both of you and i were just like (laughs) we didn't know what to say at that point we're like uh well we don't have thousands of dollars so right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what does that mean but yeah it it did work out i think for the best and i can't wait to to talk more about some of that uh soon so yes i agree same same one for me Okay. Um, Did you have a favorite interview or episode of the year? I did. And actually, I'm glad we did this rapid fire because it's all kind of uh, streaming together, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought really hard about it. It was really tough. I considered a few different ones that were all really fun and it's like it's like picking
1: a favorite child because like we truly didn't have any interviews that we did not enjoy. Right.
0: Agree completely. I enjoyed every single episode this year. Uh, I thought about, you know, Jay's episode, which for me was a little more relaxed and fun. And I got to enjoy mm-hmm. that one in a different way because I know Jay. And then, I, uh, you know, I learned a ton about Rum Agricole and Kiwa's episode and thought that was so good for me personally. Just learned more about that. Um, but ultimately, I settled on going all the way back to episode four, which is what you talked about, Richard Seal of Square. Yeah. Um, I think we were just we were early on in the podcast still. And I think um, we had done some very good episodes with Maggie and Eric already, I think. But Richard is just so larger than life in the rum world. And on top of that, you know, those that know Richard, uh, as Eric K has told us on his episode, he doesn't suffer fools. Uh So uh I think we all had that, both of us had that trepidation going in that we were just like, God, please let this go well. Uh, I think it did for all the reasons you said. He was personable. He was great. He shared things with us. I even got him to laugh, like you said. So (laughs) I, I just feel like that was such a turning point uh for us in in confidence building and yeah. you know he even shared it i remember he shared our episode on social media which was just like euphoric
1: i believe his endorsement was another of these podcasts <laughs> which is the best which... you're going to get from richard Steele. Yeah, yeah it was great yeah we had a good laugh over that um, another of these <laughs> yes yeah.
0: another of these podcasts uh, um, yeah so that was for me uh that was my favorite uh experience this year by a little bit all right yeah. what about you I
1: think, like, the ones that stand out to me when I think back, and again, like, I really loved all the episodes we did. It's hard to pick one that, you know, was my favorite. But, like, the favorite moments I have are always in, it, it doesn't always happen. But I, I think most of the time, there's at least some moment in an interview where it, like, transitions from feeling like an interview to feeling like a conversation and so like the ones where that happens a lot tend to stand out to me as the most Mm -hmm. you know i think like our interview with maggie i felt like that a lot our interview with ed i felt like that a lot Mm -hmm. one we just did uh previously it's going to be the first episode of 2021 felt like that Mm -hmm. um and, and, but the one I came back to was the one with Ed because we talked to him for like the episode itself wasn't two hours, but the actual conversation was mm-hmm. over two hours. Yeah. And it just, it just like, you know, in this, this year of not being able to hang out with rum people in person, mm-hmm. it really just felt like that, you know, just hanging out with someone talking about rum. Uh, he was really generous with his time. Uh, he threatened to strangle us. It, it just, it had, it had everything you want. Uh, it was great. So that's what I
0: think. Yeah. He's just so genuine too. His love for rum is so apparent. You know, yeah. some people, it may be a business, but some people just really have an appreciation for all things related to rum like we do. And obviously, Ed is one of those people, along with many of the others we talked to. But yeah, it yeah. was great. All right. Last and not least, one thing we're looking forward to for 2021. Will, you want to go for it?
1: Yeah. So my next thing, I already teased it a little bit, Um, but it's it's. It's the next episode. I actually remember in the rapid fire for Richard Seal when you said, what's your favorite ECS release? He said the next one. That's how I feel about our podcast. My favorite episode is the, the next one. Um, I, I am really excited about the next episode because it gets into a theme, uh, a type of interview that I want us to do more of um, next year. So I don't want to spoil too much about it, mm-hmm. but I, I really want to do more interviews with people who are like in the distilleries. Mm-hmm. Um actively involved in, in production and things like that. And, and some of those people you don't hear as much from Yeah. Um, get, getting, getting them, you know, in front of a microphone and talking to them. So this to me is one of those episodes. Uh, it's, it's with someone I was just really excited to talk to mm-hmm. and uh, I hope people enjoy it
0: as much as we do. I agree. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it too. What about um, you? I would say for me, it's a little bit larger in scope. I would just say in-person interaction and more discussion yeah. with rum geeks like us. Uh, In 2021, whether it's, you know, if rum festivals are able to happen or if it's just hanging out in person with some good rum friends here when it's safe to do again. uh, I I can't wait for that. I'm hoping to attend some things and, you know, hear in person from some people who may listen to this podcast. And and I want to hear how they view us, what they want more of, what they're looking yeah. for. Um, I think, you know, we've we've been fortunate. We've gotten a little more feedback via email and social media lately. Um, but I, I think conversations in person have a different quality to them. And I'm truly Definitely. hoping to meet more people in person in 2021 uh, when it's safe to do so and, and hear, you know, hey, uh, love this, uh, would love to hear more about this, or have you thought about doing this with this person? Yeah. Um, that that I'm just uh, hoping we we get to do more of in 2021. So uh, just connecting with Rump fans and, and continuing to do what we're doing, Will. Uh, I just I have a great time doing it. We mentioned it at the outset. Um, that I'm looking really forward to 2021 and, and what we're able to keep going with. Same here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, uh, as, as John said, we love hearing from listeners. You can always email us at host at rumcast.com, H-O-S-T at rumcast.com. John and I will both see those. Um, so yeah, any feedback you have, any 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 people you'd love to hear from on the podcast, any uh, just topics, whatever, yes. send it to us, we'll do our best to make it happen and uh yeah i i'm excited about next year uh i have a hunch that it will be better than 2020 hopefully same um uh but you know one thing's for sure there will be more rum
0: uh which is always a good thing and more rum cast more so rum cast. we'll see you That's in true. 2021 all right yeah happy happy new year everyone happy new year